And we're back. Thanks for joining us on the Coruscant Nights podcast. We're happy to have you here. My name is Cooper, and alongside me, as always, is Mark. Hello there. And Jack. Aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? <laughs> Great Jack, I like your helmet. <laughs> yeah, no, no, definitely just not uh, not a helmet, a TV shirt. <laughs> uh, what, TV shirt? T-shirt. <laughs> You're wearing a TV show. On fire. show. <laughs> Talking about TV shows before the podcast is not a good idea. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Should wait till after. Good. All right, uh, how are you guys doing today? You guys doing all right? Yeah, doing okay, thanks. Yeah, it's been great. How are you? That's awesome. I'm doing really well. I'm excited to talk about this, uh, this episode where this actually we're at the halfway point now mm. of the rewatch Ooh, series. I thought we'd be uh, past it by now. I'm I know sure. that's what you kind of think, but no. That's so we got we've been through five. We've got five to go. I think mm. we're all just used to uh, episodes one to six that we're just like you know. Oh God, Mark, we're think- <laughs> that's not what I meant. I meant like. Most people have that in their head, and then they exclude like Rogue One and Solo and all that. Okay, okay, sure, okay, sure. That's what you. <laughs> that is what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Oh man, I cannot wait for these sequels. I'm so uh, excited. Anyway, uh, thanks for joining us. As I said before, um, if you aren't following us on social media, go follow us on Instagram. We post updates on there. Uh, you can find the link to our Patreon there as well. Thanks to Ben and Nikita for their continual support. We do appreciate a lot. Also on Instagram, we posted last week following the Rogue One episode, a little bit of um, our experience at um, a Rogue One uh, re... not rewatch uh, Event. Yeah, re-release mm. event that had um, an Andor clip attached to it. So we went along and uh, had a look at that about a couple of months ago, but um, we put it on a couple of photos on Instagram. So go feel free to check that out and also on youtube as well if you're watching on youtube or listening on apple Podcasts, spotify go check out youtube because we do upload polls community polls um there and we like to interact with the community so that's that okay star wars a new hope episode four the, the original star wars movie episode one yeah. Well, uh, uh, well, well, just Star Wars. <laughs> well, yes, technically it is just Star Wars. Mm. Um, where do we want to start today, guys? What do we want to do? Oh, let me just get into the positives, I reckon. Positives? All right. Yeah, yeah. Let's go positives. Do, do I? Do you want to go first, Jack? Uh yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. Um, so let's begin off. Begin us off. Overall, I think the film in in itself is very good. I just think, in my opinion, it's not one of the better ones when you're comparing it to the others. So keep that in mind when I'm going through the positives. Um, I do think that it started this whole craze because of how unique the different environments and the different types of things that you saw visually on screen, especially for that time period. I really enjoyed Mm. seeing... Okay, so now, currently speaking, I don't enjoy seeing Tatooine that much, but in terms of of, um, how they portrayed it... It's been done to death. Yeah, they just overused. They just overused Tatooine, in my opinion. Now, but Tatooine in this movie is really good. Mm. I do see their vision with it and see how it makes him feel. Even where Umbru and Luke and all them live, it's just very on its own. In like yeah, a, isolated. Yeah, isolated. Kind of gives you a, an added layer to who Luke is and and how he's so minor in the grand scheme of things, but then has such an impact on the galaxy. I I just kind of like that storytelling, and if you read into landmarks environments all that kind of stuff um i love the music 
music's so good. Mm. It starts this franchise off from when it first got released so, so well. Um, I love, with these original trilogy movies, I just love how they feel so, like, nostalgic primarily solely on the how they film it. Yes. Like, there's a bit of grain, you know, it's not, it's not perfect. Like, there's imperfections, if, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah. Like, like there's the even... freeze frames with the lightsabers. Yeah. And even, like, when when Darth and Obi-Wan are fighting, like, you can see some of the, like, light of, from the lightsabers just, like, yeah. going through it, not, like, connecting with it. And mm. stuff like that makes it so unique in itself, you know. I just really enjoy that kind of aspect of it, if you look at it like that. Um, characters. Oh, characters in the original trilogy and in this movie really uh, are probably my favorite protagonists for like the um three trilogy, uh, the three trilogies. Because wow! Yeah, yeah, that 100%. is big praise from you. Hear me out. I love, I love, I love Anakin and Obi Wan, and even Padme. And technically, cameras. those two are still here. So yeah, that's what that's what I'm going for. Mark knows, mm. but the but this is the original trilogy of okay so if you go off the three it's not really anakin darth he's not really it's it's han luke and leia yeah and not just on in this movie alone but with so much character lore um development through books games this period of time has them three in it so much and you just get so much from them and the the chemistry with them like you got the, the best friendship with Han and, and um, Luke. You got, you know, the uh, older brother kind of, you know, he's yeah. like looking out for him. He's been through a lot Han and Luke's like, you know, up and coming kind of thing. And then you got Leia who's like independent, strong female character, which we don't really, this is how, like, in my opinion, how you portray that kind of having her, you know, be her own character, not rely on, you know, others trying to do stuff mm-hmm. for her, you know? Yeah. And she, and then you got the love interest with um Han and, Le- and Leia. And it's just, I don't know, it's just they they play off each other so well in this movie and in the the next two that I think if I like this is how I see in my head if I got to have some extra movies or extra TV shows live action with the characters at this like this um how they are of, of age now like mm. being young and stuff I would want more of that than I want more of uh, the prequels if you know what I mean I want more with yeah. in their prime rather than Anakin because Obi-Wan. and I would say that. Is yeah influenced by the fact that the, the Clone Wars does that for the prequels. Yeah. So if we can oh, have yeah. more, you know, development or whatever you want to call it, with the adventures of these guys at that it's, time, that would be really cool. Yeah, like I understand how we're getting all these games and stuff now with um, like even the new Jedi out, oh, not Jedi, um, Star Wars Outlaws game. Like it's yeah. between five and six, but it's not following, you know, the three protagonists from this like this trilogy and it's just i just want to see more of them three together but um so a bit of a sidetrack but that's why i really like um a new hope though a lot is because of the characters they really push this movie to being better than what i think it it is in its own yeah so i'll that's kind of i don't okay i'll talk about the plot quickly it's probably not a positive for me but i think that's because i know the other movies but if I'm looking at it on its own, it probably has the most start, middle, end in a, yeah. in a Star Wars movie compared to the others, where it's not as convoluted in terms of being confusing and oh, what what's this side plot happening here? It's all very yeah. focused on the the one thing, which I think is a is a good thing. Like it doesn't 
for example, some of the movies like uh, Last Jedi has this weird Canto bite thing, and it's just it's a bit unnecessary when this, <laughs> movie, when this movie focuses solely on ah oh, we've got we're, we're the rebels versus the Empire. We're trying to get rid of the Death Star. Let's make this happen, kind of thing. You know, yeah. doing, the Empire is being too too much. It's taken over the galaxy. We need to stop this. Simple but effective. That, that's all I want to say about that. I agree. Thank you. I'll go next because mine are pretty much the exact same. The characters, as Jack said, are the main positive of this film. And to be honest, as you all know from our favourite movie podcast episode, this was my choice. And it's definitely up there as one of my favourites. And I think just like Jack said, the fact that it's one of the, it is the original, the nostalgia behind it. The characters are great. I think the story is great. Jack said, you know, it's it's all right. That's what Jack said. It's linear. It's good, but it's all right. I think the story itself is really good. And uh, the special effects, like you said as well, like it's made in, I think it was 1977, wasn't it? Yeah. So yeah, it's not the best special effects, but I think that that really, you know, makes it good and, like the the I'm thinking like the X wings flying off Yavin Four, and mm. then the trench run. Like I think those are really great scenes as well to watch yeah. and enjoyable. Yeah, very good. Is that uh, all your positives? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll add on to yours as well, probably. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah. I was just gonna say, in a break from tradition for me, I've kind of gone very specific with my positives and negatives. Right. They're not very. They're not like acting cinematography like i normally oh, yeah. do they're very you get us oh. <laughs> well i'm just i don't know i just made these notes while i was well because it's, it's yeah. hard to it's hard to pinpoint certain things because it was you do compare it to the stuff that's come out now where the acting is a lot better it yeah. visually it looks fantastic so mm. it's i kind of didn't want to compare it in that sense because mm. that'd be holding it back from what it really look is. It on its own right yeah, mm-hmm. so I've got a little... Okay, I've got a long list, so we'll, we'll go through <laughs> it. Okay, the first thing I I noticed, and this uh, gave me goosebumps, and I don't know why, but the, the opening crawl. Yeah. That, I do not know why that one in particular gave me that, those chills, but just the feeling of, like, the original music and seeing the crawl go past and then realising, oh, they made a whole movie about the opening crawl. Do you... What? Do you... Do you reckon it's because it's the first one? or I think so. It's got that and, nostalgia. And as you just said, the crawl really, really is the plot. Like, yeah. You know, well, the plot lots of, of times it's just, lots of times the crawl is just very general. Yeah. But this time it seems to be very specific on what very true. the whole movie is. Yeah. No, so I just, yeah, I, I don't know what it was about this one. I think it was probably the nostalgia, but I absolutely loved the intro. Um. Like we were saying before, the music was really good. Um, there's a lot of iconic different tracks that just, like like I said before, give me goosebumps just because of how <laughs> iconic and recognisable they are. And I don't know, just they do something to you that makes you feel good and makes you feel lost in this world. Uh, I thought of something that Cooper might mention, but it's something yeah. I forgot to mention during my bit. Do you want to mention Typical it? me because I'm forgetful. <laughs> I'll quickly mention it. It won't take long, and I'm sure you want to add to it. One of my favorite scenes is Luke when he's on his on the farm and he's just looking out because all he wants to do is leave. Mm. And you know, plays the Force theme, one of the greatest uh, soundtracks in my opinion in Star Wars. Mm. 
And yeah, I think it really demonstrates Luke's character. He's stuck on the farm. He looks out into space and that's all he really wants. And then we somehow see that happen a lot in some other films. Which... Yeah. Very original Ooh. in those other films, isn't it? Yeah, very original from the other films. <laughs> and it's also oh. quite sad if you think about it because Luke is forced. He wants to do it on, you know, he wants adventure. Mm. But due to tragedy in his family, he's forced to do it and then forced to, you know, fight in these huge battles where all, all he, I think he really wants to do is just fly around and enjoy right. Travel the galaxy. Adventure. Yeah, exactly. Well, I didn't have that on my list, but I do agree with you. And also, one more thing. This is very much a sidetrack. Jack, I just noticed in your background, Leia's on there twice. <laughs> she is too. She's yeah. locked. Yeah, I think because she's locked up in in that in the right... Mm, I don't know which side it is for you guys, but with the Darth Vader side. Yeah. On the left for us. I, well, yeah, but then you also you have some rebel, some old rebel dudes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was interesting that Leia's on there twice and not like, oh, no, you're covering Tarkin. That's right. You know what I find hilarious, though? How Obi-Wan is on this side, on the evil side. (laughs) Look, I just like the art style of it. Yeah, no, it's good. There's meaning to it, but yeah. Mm. All right. Sorry. That was very much a sidetrack. I love the cantina scene. Yeah. I don't know why, but it was was just awesome to see all these different aliens interacting. Yeah. You get to see all these different creatures. Yeah. I think that's what does it, because from music. this point forward, it's been droids and humans, and then when you kind of step into this cantina, it's a whole new world of different species, and it's like, oh, that's pretty cool. Very you get to see what an absolute beast Ben Kenobi is. Yes. <laughs> um, As opposed to a certain show that involves baseball bats. Oh, <laughs> get off it. <laughs> I had to. <sighs> All right. Um, I really liked Tarkin in this movie. I thought he was very menacing and yeah, almost more threatening than Vader. I'd probably... I think I'd agree with that. I'd... It's not that he's I said it in the Raiders Rogue One episode. Tarkin's one of my favourite villains. The he's just Imperial got that officers. condescending kind of critical nature about him that's... He's always <sighs> like physically looking down at others because yes. he's so tall. I but think... even in this one, he just takes he gives orders to Vader. It's like what? Yeah. I, I think that makes you know that he's you know, he's really the guy in charge, I suppose. Yeah. I was gonna say, I think um he's verbally scarier in how he does his mm-hmm. actions, but when Darth is more visually striking and more physically scary. Yes. So, and okay, I and it really that. shows like, you know, the scene with like that council sort of thing in the Death Star when Darth Vader chokes one of the officers, and Tarkin isn't phased at all. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he's probably Shows just how... used to seeing Vader doing it. Yeah, we're used to seeing everyone get very scared of, mm. you know, fearful of what he can, of his power. But <laughs> Tarkin knows he's in charge. He doesn't need to be afraid. If you look at it like that, it almost makes you think that Vader's basically a lapdog in this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's, he's a mean, mercenary that does the stuff that the Empire wants him to do. He's not mm. leading in charge, which he feels like he is more an Empire. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. That, that's an interesting comparison uh, when we get to Empire, just to see the progression of Darth Vader and how he acts. And obviously we get um, little insights to Under the Mask in Empire, so it kind of tells us that he is uh, human as well. and mm, Not a robot. Not a robot, yeah. Mm. Uh, this is very, very specific. There's one Han Solo scene that I absolutely love. 
It's when he uh, decides to be the hero and runs after all those stormtroopers in the Death Star, <laughs> uh, and then turns around and runs back the other way when there's a whole bunch of them. That one makes me laugh every single time. Mm, that is brilliant yeah. acting by Harrison Ford. Mm. I thought that, okay, this is going to be maybe controversial. I thought that the Darth Vader versus Obi-Wan fight was a lot better than I remember it being. Yeah. I remember being very slow, and then I remember seeing the the remix or the remastered one on YouTube, YouTube, I thought, oh, this is so good. Mm. But this one was fine. I thought it was really good. Yeah. I guess it's slow, but it's pretty good. I don't think it's controversial. I think it's a fair point, but I still don't think it... You can't say it's better than, like... No. Yeah. It's no, just better I... than remembered. Yeah. Yes. Which is fair yeah. enough. Mm-hmm. Trench run and was I also really good. I agree. Yeah. The trench run was really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the whole, like, rebellion going out to meet the, the Empire was really good. I thought that was uh, fun to watch. The ending on Yavin was fantastic. And I think if you're watching it as a standalone movie, which a lot of uh, viewers will... Well, some Star Wars viewers will choose to do where they've only watched the original and that's it. Mm. I think it's, it works well in the trilogy, but also works well as its own movie. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense considering it was meant to be just one film. So mm-hmm. yeah. that's, again, where, where Jack's start, middle and end point comes in and yeah. it delivers the closure to the viewer. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Except for Chewie getting his medal. Mm. Just saying. Apparently just... he did. In a That'll be mentioned later. Yeah. Apparently he did. Well, I think that was a a new version that they gave it to. I don't know. Not sure, yeah. I don't know. Uh, And my last comment was, I love that this movie introduced so many pop culture, recognisable sort of phenomena. So we Mm -hmm. get lightsabers, blasters, Death Stars, X-Wings, TIE Fighters, all that shebang. The Force. Um, Yeah, the Mm -hmm. Force. Just we get so many iconic... Things that we just even the we know and love today, even the costumes, yeah, sure, with the Jedi robes and Darth Vader's like cape and, and the stormtroopers, the stormtroopers, yeah, even the just, rebels, even the rebels. We just get so much, in, <laughs> we just get so much in this, and I think that we it all owes to this. And obviously, there's going to be more stuff moving forward. Like next week, we're going to get ATATs, and then we're mm. going to get Ewoks further down the line. So, but I think this does a really good job at s- establishing the universe. The things in the universe, and I'm glad that what was established is has become so recognizable. Yep. Yeah. But that's my list of positives. Yeah. I think we continue the circle, Jack, with uh, some negatives. Ah, well, well, well. So it's funny how if you're listening or watching this, you probably would, would think after my positives that I would have not many negatives, but I'm sorry to the people who love this movie, Mark. I think there's actually quite... I'm probably more negative than positive in, with this movie. And the one main factor is because of nostalgia. It's positive in the way when you read back, when you go back and rewatch it, it just feels iconic and traditional. But I think a lot of the Star Wars community, um, including myself as sometimes, gets blinded by that nostalgia. Because when you look past it, it's very, I don't know, it's very um, kind of dry, and it, and it, yeah. and when you when I go to rewatch it, it's one of the hardest movies in the whole one to nine to rewatch because of how kind of little 
it does to keep the audience kind of um actually that's a really good point and I'll let you finish before I say something, sorry. Yeah. That was, no, sorry. yeah. No, no, go, go, go for it, go for it. Okay, so one thing I did notice, mm. in, and this is probably just to do with time, there's a lot of scenes where there's no music in the background, so it feels very uh, isolated, whereas you look at films now and there's always at least like a very low bass or to build tension or there's something very quiet happening in the background or there's like effects going on, mm. but this one is just silence and you can almost hear the static. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's just another thing. I think I know it's hard to be negative on this film because it's the first one. It was made in such a, like a early time period that it did so much well for what it had and and what it was. But I I guess I'm falling into the thing where you're comparing it to the other ones. But that's kind of what mm-hmm. this whole film review thing is in mm-hmm. terms of even for the other original trilogy movies, such as Empire and, and Return of the Jedi, it makes the audience feel intrigued on what's going to happen next. It has suspense. When this one feels like, as I was saying before, with the plot being linear, good at some t- some points, but for this, it's so step-by-step formula- formulaic that it kind of like, you already know that the good guys, quote-unquote, are going to win mm. because it didn't want to be different in terms of being the first one. You can't have the bad guys win, right? So that's why nowadays movies are like, oh, our first one was like A New Hope, but now our second one's like Empire Strikes Back because Empire changed it up a bit. Similar mm-hmm. to like how, you know, um, Infinity War changed it up by having the villains win and all that kind of stuff. So I think my main gripe with this movie is that it's just not, it's nowhere near as good as some of the, most of the other ones in my opinion. And I'm sorry, Mark, I know you, you gave this one as one of your top, top ones, but if you're going off nostalgia, it's probably like my favorite because it's the first, you know. But I don't know. It's so not much happens. There's a lot of there's a lot of talking. Yeah. There's a lot of unnecessary dialogue. There's a lot of unnecessary scenes. There's a lot of unnecessary filler type stuff because they didn't want to have any. I don't know. Um, I don't know how to explain this. Any um. How do you explain? They didn't want to jump into. Doesn't- doesn't have a maybe I might be leading off the wrong thing, but a lot of substance. Yeah. Like they had their plot and they're like, how do we get from start to finish basically? And mm-hmm. felt it, it didn't feel like they really knew what they were doing from the middle in the middle bit a lot. Like, for example, even when they, they did were, spend a long time here on the Death Star trying to escape. Mm, for example yeah, I was gonna say, for example, like the stuff with um C three PO the droids, even rescuing Leia, it felt very like when you rewatch it, you don't realize how much of the movie is spent just doing like that one thing, and then they take out the the troopers at the um, before the thing, then they escape that bit, but then they have to escape again, then they come back and destroy it. It's just most of the movie is actually around center, like on the Death Star or outside of the Death Star, which I understand, but there's not a lot of there's not a lot of in between. Like Luke goes from being a nobody to somehow having a lightsaber. He's not that freaked out by what, you know what I mean? Like, he must have known yes. about it, I guess. And then he is on the Rebels, like, frontlining mission to rescue the princess, like, one of them, of Alderaan, one of the most, you know, like, highly valued target, um, you know, they have. Like, why would you send some farm boy? I know, like, obviously, for story's sake, you need to get him in there. But, like, they don't really justify why he deserves to be on that mission. Mm. He hasn't really done anything. Wait, just do you mean to save the princess? Yeah. 
he wasn't given that mission. He, no, he wasn't. He they he found. I think R two found out he was on the Death that she was on the Death yeah. Star. Yeah. Well, yeah, they got. And he just went on impulse. Yeah, he went with Ben Kenobi. That's what I'm saying. He who was only justified to be there because he had R two D two happen to fall into his lap after R R five's malfunction, and then and then you and then you had and then you had then you had um Ben basically just be the reason for Luke getting into this kind of fight. You know what I mean? So I just think it was almost just a bit of lazy writing, I guess you could say. They didn't really have a, a reason for him to be there, but they wanted him to be the main character in the original trilogy. And I think even besides the visual effects standpoint and bes- besides the music, it's just not comparable to the other ones. It's not, it doesn't feel as much as a Star Wars movie. It feels more grounded, even though it's in space. And there's, I don't know how to explain <laughs> There's not a lot of, they don't, go beyond what we know kind of thing it's very it's very sticking to to routine and it's not going outside the box i think that's yeah. why i don't like it as much as a lot of other people okay all fair points i think i think you made a good point in the sense that it's hard to compare it because mm. without this movie we wouldn't have the others yeah yes yeah because it was the um, first one yeah hmm. But also just in like a storytelling sense, um, because because the original and they didn't know that they were going to make more, it was just going to be a simple isolated story. But now you have kind of have to compare it because it's in a franchise. Yeah, and it's, just yeah. even with, and I hate going back to this, but it's something I like, even with CGI and effects, just it looks so much better in later films yeah. in comparison to this one. But they weren't to know. Yeah. That's the thing. They weren't to know. And that's why it's so mm. hard to rank this movie. Yeah. Even in Empire, it's not that many. How many years? Two? Three? Uh, I think it was 1980 it came out. So, so three? three? Yeah. So even after that three-year time, I know obviously they would have had a bigger budget depending on um because of how successful this one was. So obviously the studio and everyone got more, more money to work yeah. with. But it just looks so much different than this one. Yes. Yeah, more eye-catching visually. Yep. Like even with the um the walkers, oh, we will talk about that next week. But the walkers, how like they kind of stop motion, like they don't look clean, like they don't move fluently, but it just looks like they tried something that's far more visually better looking than just like having troopers just running along. You know, it's this just... might <clears throat> this might be a hot take. I think the walkers in Empire look better, like motionly. Than the Tie Fighters and X Wings in this movie. Yeah, hundred percent. It looks more realistic. If you have such a big machine like that, the legs it's wouldn't gonna be clunky. That, yeah, that mm. yep. But I still oh. think Rogue One. Rogue One does the walkers the best. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. I'm gonna quickly um finish up by saying this. I, I think one of you guys will probably mention maybe I don't know, but it's, I'm gonna talk about it later. Obviously, too with um our now recent thing about wanting to add a scene or change a thing. Yeah. But the stormtroopers. Even Darth Vader, in some aspects, they're not that they're not that menacing. I don't know if <laughs> that's what I was gonna say of how it was filmed or shot, but they are the worst in this movie compared to the other ones. The stormtroopers are even like I know they it's a comedic to say that they miss a lot and everything, but but wow, they are like not even a threat. Like it's it's kind of appalling when you're making these guys be like the people who are taken over the galaxy, like. The way they're portrayed in this film, you would feel like anyone with a weapon would be able to take them out in your streets if you just banded, like, a five-man group together. They're not that, like, I don't understand. I really don't. 
it's kind of weird how they make them. They don't skip. They don't scare me in this movie. You know. Yeah. <laughs> they're very. They're very gullible. Yeah, it's like the the, the comic relief almost. You know what I mean? <laughs> Which I don't like. If you're the Empire, you're meant to be like. I don't want to say the word, but you're meant to be like real life villains, in 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 a sense of war. Like mm. why why are they not threatening or menacing? Uh, it's it's interesting. I want to. I, I would like to question George Lucas on that. Like his uh, portrayal of stormtroopers in this movie. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that that was going to be my pretty much only negative that I could think of at, yeah. off the top of my head. <laughs> was, no, that's fine. I'll just add on to it. The stormtroopers yeah. and how, as you said, they're not much of a threat. Mm. There's, I think there's one scene I can think of where they're somewhat as a threat, which is the very beginning when they board yeah. the Tantive Four. Yeah. And they, they quickly dispose of all of the... All, yeah. uh, all of the royal guards on the ship. Yeah. And yeah, and they don't take many losses. So in that scene, you know, you think, okay, these guys aren't people to be messed with. And then Darth Vader comes in behind them, you know, scary, very scary. Mm. But but then the rest of the film, like you said, they're kind of just dummies. And like they don't, they're not smart and they're not soldiers really. They kind of just stand there. Yeah. Like I know. And- and yeah, well, I'll just interject. I know that, yeah. like, obviously, the clone troopers were modified off a of bounty hunter, so they had mm. better like fighting capabilities. And these guys are meant to be just random people in the in the mask. Yeah, you can't say that every single person that is recruited in in the Empire as a stormtrooper are just useless. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's well, really I kind of think I kind of think Solo demonstrated it quite well in the sense that just in the recruitment process, anyone it was yeah. literally. Anyone who wanted to join could join. At this point in time, they are like have the Death Star like built. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that the stormtroopers are going to be the best soldiers ever. No, but that means they've obviously taken over the galaxy with those stormtroopers. Like, and you would think that there'll be other people on these planets who can defend themselves and not be taken hostage by them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I. Mm, I'm I guess okay. hard to believe that these guys would take over towns and stuff. So what I think stormtroopers because i think maybe because of this movie and kind of the um reputation around them i think andor and i know we're going back to andor but i think they tried to fix that reputation get rid of the physically dominating sense and make it about their ego and their i um, was also going to bring andor into this yeah (laughs) yeah it took a lot of use for that show to come out compared to i know but just it kind of clarifies or like fixes things because it's like oh, okay stormtroopers aren't very oh you know they can't shoot that's fine oh they get taken out easy oh that's fine let's make it so that when they feel like they have power in a situation they absolutely abuse it mm. that's mm. what makes them so dangerous i think numbers over um quality of troopers yeah, yeah quality over number and size of expendable expendability is more scarier than how they actually operate i think i'll just make a quick comment i think that bad batch and andor have done a really good job at like fixing that transition from clone troopers to yeah. to stormtroopers, even just with the clone troopers being like older and not being able to kind of serve their purpose anymore. And then even just that one scene with Palpatine in the Bad Batch season two, where he's like, you know, it's time to usher in a new era because mm. these clone troopers are now, we can dispose of them because they're just, you know, we don't want to be known as the Republic anymore. Then we don't want to have... 
the Grand Army of the Republic serve the Empire. This is a new thing we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And it could be easy to do cloning, but obviously, obviously we didn't know Kamino was going to get absolutely bombarded. But um, anyway, I'm getting too far. But I just really appreciate that the other media have decided to fix that. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. And the funny thing is about the Stormtroopers, that scene, or well, I think there might even be two, where they bump their head on the doorway. Yeah. You yeah. could almost say that that was like just an actual trooper being dumb and hitting the head mm, <laughs> instead probably. of a instead of a filming mistake. Yeah, I love I love how they embrace that instead of yeah, it was funny fixing it. Yeah, I guess yeah. it just uses their poor aim if you can't see anything. Mm. That's it. That's it. All right, yeah. is that all your negatives, Mark? Yeah, and your uh, as always, if... huh? Your only negative. The only one I can think of, but as always, I'll add on if yeah. I believe I need to. Well, this first one you're going to agree with because we spoke about this before. This film has some really weird transitions. Oh, yeah. That's it right. fades to black a lot. Yeah. For There's no two scenes reason. early in the movie where it almost yeah. feels like it's going to go into ad break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a great way to describe it, Mark. <laughs> it does feel like it's going into ad break. It's like, oh, okay, we'll, we'll establish this. Oh, here's the meds. You want some blue milk? Oh, here you go. Five ninety nine. <laughs> um, so I had an issue with that. I think the fact that it's not in any of the other films is also very distracting. Obviously, again, they didn't know they were making more films, so it's hard to anyway. Uh, there is a funny one that you picked up on as well, where they lift up C three PO and the screen yeah. fades with him. Like it fades I love that. below his torso like this. <laughs> It's great. That's, that's when Owen and Luke are picking up 3 mm. and then yeah, Ben transitions up. Ben and uh, oh, yeah, it is Ben. Yeah, that's right. Yep. It's so unique. It is unique. Um, I'll get to that in a sec. The The visual effects are a bit of a hit or miss for me. Go away, Siri. What do you want? Hang on. I've got Siri on my screen. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez, Rick. Oh, Siri. Stop hijacking oh, our podcast, Siri. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Siri's being annoying. Uh... The visual effects hit on this because it looks great sometimes. I think the best scene in terms of visual effects is when the X-Wings are flying to the Death Star. I think that's the best looking. Yeah, that is good. Everything else is pretty average. Uh, and again, it's hard to... It's I hard to... You see, I can't, I can't say that as a negative in my opinion because... Yeah. This was made not only in the late 70s, but also I'm pretty sure it had a not as high a budget, obviously, as all the other films would have had. I know. So. I agree with you. I Mark. know. I think I know. if you compare it to the other ones, I think out of everything, the visual effects is not what I would... Um, in fact, I'm pretty sure I've heard that at, when it came out, it was known for its special effects. Being yeah, how, probably. And, yeah, how groundbreaking think, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. That's why I said storyline and how this, the dialogue and stuff because that does shouldn't change in a, in a time period kind of thing. Yes. You know what I mean? that can is universal throughout all time almost. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I agree. Like, that mm. should have been better than the visual effects because that obviously would develop. Like eventually the sequels will look bad. Eventually, every you know what I mean. Eventually, yeah. no, that's fair enough. So much better, but yep. oh maybe or maybe it will re- revert back because a lot of the CGI nowadays is. Ooh, <laughs> That's it. Animation doesn't even look like animation anymore. Yeah, but then you got AI, you never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, here's my major gripe before I get on to the major character that annoys me. 
I think that there are too many plot conveniences and yep. inconsistencies. Mm -hmm. Examples. R5 explodes at the very right time so that they're like, oh, this one's faulty. Let's go get R2-D2. R2 <laughs> yeah. Second one. We saw in Rogue One that there was like probably a thousand TIE fighters at the will ready mm -hmm. to go chase after the Rebel fleet. How come when it's at the Death Star, there's like five maximum? And yeah. 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 Same that with the X-Wings. Same this with the X-Wings. There's barely any. This is the great Imperial base in the whole galaxy. Yeah. And they can only muster about six TIE fighters. You know, the only logical reasoning for that is they didn't want they didn't want to have that many um model TIE fighters to That's use it. in the thing. Yeah. yeah. Um I also think that it's pretty convenient that Leia is on the Death Star and that their whole mission of trying to get to Alderaan... Okay, hang on. The whole... Let me start again. The whole idea of getting to Alderaan completely diverts very quickly because it's like, let's go to Alderaan because we need to deliver this message. Oh, Alderaan's not there, but it's a Death Star. Oh, we're getting pulled in. Okay, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. Now we got to get out. Oh, wait, no, Leia's here. Oh, let's go get Leia. Yeah, and then it's um, like, oh, okay, now let's just go to the base. It just funny. completely diverts. <laughs> It's funny you mention that because one of the things I'm going to talk about with the scene change has something to do on the page of that. <laughs> the only thing um, I can say about that to counterpoint it is that the bit about rescuing Leia was an entire um, impulse by Luke. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Good point. And it also was... Because they oh, were no, only the there to shut off the tractor beam. Well, yeah, so that they could get to Alderaan, but there was no Alderaan. <laughs> yeah. Um, and... My last thing with inconvenience, uh, inconsistencies, I think the whole tracking the Falcon bit is kind of weird because Darth Vader says he'll handle it and then, like, one scene later, they're outside Yavin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's... And how did Darth Vader do it? It's not like... I don't know, they introduced hyperspace tracking in Rogue One and then they did it in Thanks, The Last buddy. Jedi, but there's no way... There's no way they would just be able to find them so quickly. Hmm. Anyway, now we'll get on to this. And this is my most controversial hot take, and I think you guys will absolutely throw things at me through the screen. I do, I do not like Luke Skywalker in this movie. Uh, <sighs> don't tell me it's a whininess of him. I was going to say he's a whiny little brat. That's young Anakin. Oh, little brat. Jeez, that's rough. I think Luke Skywalker is one of the best characters in Star Wars overall. But in this movie, I cannot get behind him just because, and I don't think Mark Hamill does a good job, but the character, I think the way his journey evolves in this, it all happens way too quick and it also is way too convenient. First example, okay, yeah. It was meant to be one movie. I know, I know, but at least this is under two hours. There's at least add some depth to it. And we'll talk about the deleted There's only later. one I think... thing I can say that I agree with you about that is the whole bit about how he needs to stay on the farm and then mm -hmm. he finds his guardians dead and then he doesn't even go into grief or anything. Yep. That's one of my major issues. That, that's the one I don't like. And then how he's like, okay, yeah, Ben, I'll go with you. My yeah, family's yeah. dead, but it doesn't bother me. The only bit of concern we see from Luke is when he realizes that the Empire would be at the at his house, and so he speeds off on the speeder to go to go check. And then he Come sees 
he sees the smoking corpses, skeletons of his aunt and uncle, the only parents he's ever known, and he does not face. even he does not he does not change his expression. No, his face is like this. Yeah, doesn't change. He changes his expression, but it doesn't give you the feeling that he's in grief. Yeah, no, everlasting effects after it. And then my other thing that I really don't like, he is so he maybe he wants to join Obi Wan to to go yeah. to Alderaan, but he's like, oh no, I can't because I've got to help um, Uncle yeah. on the on the farm. But then as soon as he sees his uncle dead, he's like, I want to learn how to be a Jedi. I want to um, yeah, because you know, he, learn the way. The thing, the other thing about it is that he shows more grief when Ben dies than when his guardians die. Exactly. Yeah. I just. And, I really. And the I other think, thing. Is that Leia doesn't show any when her whole planet blows up? Yeah, that's worse. That is so much yeah. worse. Yeah, I think they really need to go more into the grief and like mourning, and you know, when something like that happens, you don't just carry on. <laughs> I agree. But anyway, I think Luke in Empire is a lot better, and I can't wait to talk about him next week. But yeah. just in this one, I nah. And even here's another thing, just quickly. He says to Han, I'm pretty sure that he's going to be a great pilot. We've not seen him ever be a pilot. And then what does he do? The first thing when they outline the, the plans at the rebel base, he jumps in an X-Wing and is not able to, and is able to fly and do everything. And we don't like, see oh, him. So we don't see him flying, but we know he's done it. And also I'm pretty sure it's also explored in the books, which I know is not the movie. It's meant to be also because he's force sensitive. Yeah. Like Anakin. That's How true. That's true. be able to yeah, do the so Naboo Starfighter? stupid. How was Anakin, little Anakin? Was it, I don't know. What I want to know is, was I can't remember. I'm pretty sure. Don't they say something about his flying in the deleted scene that was meant to be at the start of the film? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I yeah. haven't seen the deleted scene in a while, but I know what it is. Anyway, that's my stuff. That's my I list. It. I respect it, but I don't agree with it. Yeah. I, I, wow. I, I hey, what's new? The, the main thing... About the whole thing that I mentioned before about grief, especially what I find concerning is that Leia, again, has witnessed her entire planet blown up. Luke has seen Ben die, and Leia is the one consoling Luke. Yeah. Yep. I think, if anything, maybe not the other way around, but she needs to show some emotion about it. And Luke, yeah, as before. It's time for scores. Mark, do you want to go first? All right, I'll go first. You're not going to tell me my scores, are you? No, we've, we're not doing that. Okay. I mean, I can see them, but go. Okay, I think I'm going to go with 8.7. Wow. Okay. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. All right. Jack? I think I gave that score to another film. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Seven. Mm-hmm. Seven? Mm-hmm. Straight seven? Yeah. Seven. I'm gonna I'm gonna split the difference. I'm gonna go a seven point four just because I really, really did enjoy watching this movie again. As much as I didn't like Luke and some of the stuff that was in it, I had a good time. Can't deny. Hmm. All right. So, 8.7 for Mark. 7 for Jack. 
7.4 for Cooper. Okay, guess what time it is. Yay. Time for... Who has more screen, has more screen time. Now, I've got to be honest. This is a bit of a sad moment. I don't have that many. Because oh, there's not that many characters yeah, in this movie. I was going to say, there's not a whole heap of characters, really. So there's... Just... I've got seven comparisons here. And I've gone back to two. Just because yeah, I think the two works better. Yeah. Okay. Uh, actually, I don't even know who's winning overall. I think Jack, Jack, I is... think, is ahead by one. Okay, all right. <clears throat> here we go. Who has more screen time? C-3PO or Han Solo? Five. C-3PO. Four. Han. Uh, C-3PO, 19 minutes 15. Han, 19 minutes 30. Oh. Who said Han? I did. Yeah. yeah. Okay, all right. Oh. All right. Who has more screen time? Chewbacca or Leia Organa? Leia. Leia. All right. You're both on the board. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Leia has 13 minutes 30. Chewie has 11 minutes. Who has more screen time? Obi-Wan Kenobi or R2-D2? Ben or Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. Maybe. Obi-Wan, 17 minutes and 30 seconds. R2-D2, 18 minutes. Oh! I know. Oh, more than one of the lead roles? Yep. So, no one gets points there. Yeah. Who has more screen time? General Tarkin or Uncle Owen? Tarkin? Tarkin. Okay, yeah. That was probably the most obvious one. Tarkin, 5 minutes 30. Owen, 3 minutes 15. I can't help but say it because it's annoying me, but I don't think he's technically a general. What is he? Well, I think technically he's a Grand Moff, but I'm pretty sure they call yeah. him Governor Tarkin. He's Grand Moff Tarkin, I'm pretty sure. All yeah, right. Grand, Grand Moff Tarkin. Tarkin. All right, my bad, my bad. I'm Who has Moff. more screen time? What? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> Who has more screen time, Darth Vader or Chewbacca? Chewbacca. Yeah, Chewie. Damn. You are correct. Chewie, 11 minutes. Vader, 9 minutes 15. You guys are killing it today. What's happening? What happened? <laughs> Who has more screen time? General Dodonna or Aunt Beru? Who's... I knew you'd say that. He's the guy... Um, He's the guy at the Rebel base. Is it that guy next to Jack's shoulder? Or is it the, that one? Yeah, that guy. You're, you're, uh, no, the one to the... Yep, yep, that one. Oh, the one who's giving him the plan. Yeah. That guy. Okay. Him yeah, or Do-Donna. who? Dodonna or um Arbaru. This guy. Um I'm gonna say Arbaru. Mark, congratulations. You got yes. another one right. Yes. Arbaru, Go ahead. One minute forty five. Dodonna a minute thirty. Oh, that's close. Mark's only got one wrong. No, no, no. I thought I'd get a perfect score. That one really true. Favorite movie. Wrong. He's got he's to know this stuff. <laughs> All right, last one. Even though I don't think it's possible for Jack to come back now anyway. Who has more screen time? Biggs or Wedge? Biggs. What did you say, Jack? <laughs> Wedge. Biggs has one minute. Wedge has 45 seconds. Congratulations, yes! Mark. Six of seven. That oh, was yeah. a good time performance. Wow. Oh, that was amazing. I thought I thought I'd get a perfect score until that Obi One and R two question. Yeah, Gentilly's man. I would have thought he was in it for more. He's better. So would I. 
Well, he was in the. Oh no, Biggs was as well. He was in, in the, the deleted scene. scene. Yeah. I don't know if mm-hmm. that counts. Yeah. No. All right, let's go through some quotes. I've got two pages of quotes here. Are we going to do any impressions, Jack? <laughs> no. <laughs> I do mine at the start as Princess Leia. Oh. That's funny. All right. I'm probably, I might do some impressions, but for the most part, I, I won't attempt it because it's going to be bad. All right. First one. Actually, does he say that? I don't know. You can correct me. Bring me the passengers. I want them alive. Does he say passengers? Something Vader, like that. Vader. Th- something along the lines. Something along the okay. lines. Oh, love this one. You are part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. Take her away. Take her away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm going to try my best for this one, and it's probably going to sound crap. Utini! Utini! This one's a C-3PO quote that I absolutely love. Owen's like, shut up, droid. And he's like, shutting up, sir. <laughs> We're all doomed. <laughs> C-3PO is just a funny character overall. Yeah, he, he is, yeah. Um, Luke says, it just isn't fair. Um, this is unfair. Uh, it's outrageous. The iconic... <laughs> yeah. Like Father Iconic. <laughs> iconic. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my yeah. only hope. Actually, yeah. just... Is Leia supposed to be British in this? No. No. No? Okay, don't worry. I know that because there's I've seen an interview or even a couple times, which I think you might mention the quote is when Leia is face to face with Tarkin, yeah. and she's like, "I could smell your foul stench the moment I came aboard," or yeah. whatever she says. Yeah. And yeah. in the interview, um, Carrie Fisher always says she could not do that line without sounding English, <laughs> <laughs> or right, at okay. least however she the way she said it, she just couldn't say it normally. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's good to know. I always thought she was British. I don't know why. Um. Um. Oh, I don't remember this one. This might be Owen. We'll have no more of this Obi Wan Kenobi gibberish. <laughs> yeah, I think really? that is. Oh. I, I said that. I don't know who that was. Um. Obi Wan's quote: "He was the best star pilot in the galaxy and a cunning warrior." Mm. Sentimental. Mm. Uh. Oh, who wants to do the the lightsaber quote? Oh, let's go again. This is an, something like this is an elegant weapon from a more civilized age. There you go. Yeah, that's good. Um, more of Obi Wan. It surrounds us, penetrates us, binds the galaxy together. Talking about the Force. <laughs> I got that one wrong a few weeks ago, and I can't get over it. <laughs> that's right. We started off with that one, didn't we? That was funny. <laughs> I want to get what's that, that again? What again? the heck? Um, I don't even remember. Was it Revenge of the Sith? Maybe? Oh, I was when we were talking about Medi Chlorians. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I find your lack of faith disturbing. disturbing. Yeah, classic. Uh, another Obi Wan quote: "You will never find a more wretched hide of scum and villainy." Yeah, I like that one. Mm. Who wants to do the other iconic quote for Obi Wan? Which one about yeah. some droids? These aren't the uh, looking for. Jack should do there it. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do not remember this one. Oh, wait. Yes, I do. I just don't remember who said it. Someone's, I think it might be Han saying on behalf of someone, he doesn't like you. And then the other guy says, I'm sorry. Oh. No, that no. That's, that's in the bar and the cantina. 
Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's the guy. He's like, he doesn't, he doesn't like, like you. you. And then I'm like, sorry. Sorry. I don't <laughs> like you either. Yeah. I have the death one. sentence on 12 systems. <laughs> Something like that. You thought he was so and Luke's just like, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Tarkin and Leia, you may fire when ready. What? You may fire when ready. Yep. Han's awesome quote, hokey religions and ancient weapons are nothing compared to a good blaster. Yeah. Mm. It's actually a pretty, pretty strong quote, that one. That is a very strong quote. Mm. Uh, Obi-Wan, in my experience, there's no such... Oh, no, that's Han, sorry. In, no, in my experience, there's no... It is Obi-Wan, sorry. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. That one, Obi-Wan. always. I also always get confused between yeah. who says it. Yeah. That's no moon. It's a space station. That's too oh. big to be a space station. I'm sorry, but I love this Obi-Wan quote. Who's more foolish, the fool or the fool who follows him? Mm. I use that quote. A that lot. makes you think. That makes you think. Um, who wants to do the layer quote? Which do you one? want me to do it? The, the one Jack said before. Yeah, the one Jack said before. I've already forgotten that. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it then. Aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? <laughs> Somebody has to save our skins. Uh, Han says, <laughs> "See, I like how you just went. You did two Princess Leia lines, and know, you did it in like different accents or anything." Hey, that's why I said, "I, I, I know it's warning. funny." I isn't it? warning. it sounds like it could be both. La- Han addresses uh, Leia as, "Look, your worshipfulness." It's <laughs> funny. He does a lot of those ones throughout the movies. It's funny. As Mark described this quote as very uh, racist. Mark said oh, that yeah. Leia saying, someone get this walking carpet out of my way. <laughs> to to Chewie. Yeah, to Chewie. Probably racist. <laughs> Xenophobic. Yeah. Uh, Obi-Wan, another quote, another great quote. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. That was a good impression. I liked it. Um, great shot, kid. Don't get cocky. <laughs> yeah. Now, I've got one word quote here, but I can't remember who said... Oh, no, it's Vader. What? <laughs> yeah, what? 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 Is that, uh, when, is that when he's coming over the head, like, in the trench? That's when, yeah, Han comes yeah, in. Yeah, I think that's when Han comes what? in. What? Use the force, Luke. Classic. And the last one. The last one. Good shot, kid. That was one in a million. <laughs> no, what about the... the um? The great, I think it was, was it Han in this one? Yahoo! Oh, yeah. Yahoo! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I missed that. I didn't want to write it. Uh, All right, that's two quote pages done. Jeez. <laughs> See, I told you there was heaps of quotes in there that just, uh, a lot of you, know, you don't think of it. Yeah, a lot of Obi-Wan quotes, yeah. He carries some wise. Oh, my God. I can't believe I forgot this, guys. There is another very iconic Obi-Wan quote that we completely forgot. Which one? Hello there. <laughs> And there's another <laughs> one in the cantina, the bartender is like, we don't serve your kind here. Oh, yeah, that as well, yeah. All right, let's do the scene change, but I'm kind of changing it um, to be a scene change or a scene addition. Can I go first? Because mine's very yes. simple. Mine is very simply, Chewie should have got a medal. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's what I would have changed. Yep. That's fair. Fair yeah. Do you want me to go, Jack, or do you want to go? Yeah, you go. Yeah. Okay. All right. My one's a series of changes, mm. um, and I felt it would have made the villain uh, 
uh, problem more interesting. Mine would have been to fix Tarkin and Vader's dialogue together because it's so plainly obvious that Tarkin feels and acts more superior than Darth Vader in this movie. I think what would have benefited both of the characters is either have Vader defy an order, maybe like Tarkin says, no, you will stay in this in the Death Star, and then he goes out instead and tries to, you know, shoot down the ships. Mm. I think it would have added a lot of tension between the characters mm. and even just building up through, because we don't see any interactions in Rogue One, even just building up through the movie, um, it would allow Vader's true like nastiness and fury to come out. Yep. And then it also makes them both more compelling villains, mm. in my opinion. So I would have just changed the dialogue, bit, like made it more of, equal. Like yep. a bit of infighting between the two. Yes. Yep. That's Rivalry. what I would have changed. All right, that's that's, that's me, Jack. Um, since you talked about the villain aspect, I probably won't say my scene. I think my scene change is just for uh, this is like not my main one, but to make the stormtroopers more of a threat. I don't know how yep. they would do that, but that's that was just a minor one. But um, I reckon a way to do that would to be have less stormtroopers who do more. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, like yep. actual like high ranking stormtrooper mm-hmm. soldiers. Um. <laughs> The main one is, I think we need to see some shots and scenes on Alderaan, because uh, it's such yeah. a big emphasis on blowing up her planet, but no one actually cares about it. I always I, wanted to see more Alderaan, but we still, even, even now, haven't got much Alderaan. You even see a scene of it, like even the people looking up at the beam, or like something simple, something yeah. simple, like showing the and people. That's, you have no that's why. Yeah. So this is a bit of a comparison, but it, that's what uh, The Force Awakens does really well. It shows yeah. the people of Hosnian Prime before yep. they get obliterated. They see the red beam. Something yep. like that would have been effective. Yeah, 100%. Um, I'm saying more older on because they make such an emphasis on it being like a good, you know, like a rebel alliance planet. You got Princess Leia's homeworld. She's in. I was like, why? Why? Because they wanted to demonstrate the power of it on... Alderaan, not just for um, Leia, but also for because it's like a rebel, you know, like align allegiance planet. It is. There's I side- don't know if that's right. Are you sure? I'm, I'm pretty. pretty sure I'm pretty is. sure Leia describes it as a um, not independent. Planet. No, 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 not independent, but a neutral planet. Like well, it doesn't have any. I think it's more of a secretly rebel aligned. Yeah, because she's planet. in charge of and it, Bail Organa yeah, okay. as well, obviously <laughs> the Empire. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. They, they do. It's like Mon Mothma, and like how she's from Chandrila, I think, and mm. in the Senate, like we see that again in Andor, to bring it again. Yep. We see how they're opposing the Empire even in the Senate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Which is, I, I think, think where older on what they would yeah. be doing as well. I think that would have made us care about the planet more when it gets blown up because, mm. like, I know they didn't want to blow up Tatooine or anything, but like blowing up a planet that you haven't seen is not that impactful. I don't think. Yeah, I agree. It doesn't it doesn't have much of an emphasis on you that that Alderaan, that entire planet blew up. Yeah, it should have been a much bigger cause of event, because we, that's the first time you see it, the Death Star in action too. Mm. So it's like, well, why not make it something meaningful like we've already seen, kind of thing. But yeah, I think that would have made it better. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Right. Uh, I don't have that many questions, but we'll just uh, discuss them quickly. Mm-hmm. What do you reckon changed Han's mind to come back and fight and help Luke on the Death Star? 
I reckon guilt. Guilt? Yeah. Okay. I reckon he felt bad leaving Luke and Leia yeah. to essentially to their doom. Yep. I think... Was it maybe like... Moral... moral I don't know, morals. I think yeah. he morals. likes to be also the hero. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I think yeah. that having be his quote-unquote friends... Maybe should we influence too? Maybe possibly. Yeah. Han has always been the guy, even in Solo. You know, he wants to be his own person mm. and do his own thing. But always ends up helping. Yeah, I yeah. think he yep. couldn't help but feel guilty that and that he wanted to, you know, as Jack said, be the hero. Yeah. Actually, here's another question: How on earth did he find Luke? <laughs> you got to think about how big the Death Star is. Yeah, maybe you could see all the lasers. You could see oh, actually above. Yeah. And also, now that I think about it, he did see the outline of the schematics, so maybe he just yeah. knew yeah, okay. the trench aspect of it. Okay. Here's another very interesting question. Should the deleted scene at the start, including Luke and Biggs and Wedge and the other friend, have been included in this movie? I think maybe mm. like if it was a bit shorter and a bit more edited... Because yeah. I like I like the fact that you can see um, the fight in the sky, but I think the main part about it is that like I'm pretty sure in the deleted scene, Luke says he wants to go to the Imperial Academy or something mm. to f- learn how to fly, and that's what his friends are doing or something. Mm. And I feel like that just adds a bit more to the character, mm. especially since if he was thinking of joining the Empire, and then after all that happens, you know, he yeah. how he changes his mind. Yeah, I think maybe only have that scene if you remove something else. I don't think you can add it to what has already happened. I think well, way, unless, I don't know, I feel like it would be even more dialogue talking that we already have a lot of, you know what I mean? I suppose, but this film's, I, the way I look at it, this film's under two hours. Yeah. I feel like you should just add it because it gives perspective. Because mm-hmm. you get this perspective of what's happening above. Like in the moment, but what about to onlookers? How does it look to these people who are neutrals at the moment? Yeah, that's fair. And also, what a what a symbolic way to start a movie where Luke is looking up without knowing at his father and his sister. Mm. Ah, mm. wow! Didn't think of that. What a way to know. start the franchise. Oh yeah. yeah. My last question, and I want it to be specific to this film only. Who is the bigger winger, Luke or C three PO? C three PO. Yeah, I think so. He complains mm. from the very beginning of that film. Mm. He does. To like, Luke does a little bit too, but I think C three PO is probably more obnoxious winging. Yeah. Okay, that's right. I would. I I kind of don't know who it would be. I kind of would say Luke, but I do agree. That, I think C-3PO, over, and I know I was just saying keep More valid, movie, but yeah. over the whole series franchise, it'd be C-3PO. In this movie, I think Luke is probably the bigger winger. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that brings us to the end of a very lively discussion. So mm-hmm. thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you next week with my favourite, well, no, sorry, my second favourite movie, The Empire Strikes Back. Yes. Now, what, what's your favourite one before we... we Rogue yeah. One. Rogue One. Okay. Good. Okay, good. I was just yeah, checking. Yeah, yeah, second yeah, no, favourite that's one, that's one. is basically Empire, though. So I think it consensusly... Is that a word? Yeah. Um, 
it's it's universal it's universally University. enjoyed yeah yeah anyway we'll get is. into the nitty-gritty next week but thanks for joining us Indeed. we'll catch you then thank you all bye, bye. bye.